In a world in crisis, can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. to a show called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. Chris is my name. That, 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 is, that is a true statement. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm glad, that was good, uh, I'm glad we captured that Lovely. In, on the microphone. Get that, get that out there on the airwaves. I'm going to make that as my ringtone. On the internet waves. Chris is my name. I'm gonna keep Chris is my name. Final edit. But yes, anyway, ignoring, <laughs> ignoring that randomness. Uh, hello and welcome to A Show Called Hate. If you're not familiar with the format by now, where have you been? Get over the picture. The basic, uh, the basic idea is every week we bring topics of love and hate to the table yes. for discussion. And then we each decide whether they're worthy of said emotion. And you can join in at home via our Facebook page and group Join or, in or, now. Or, or on the go if you're on a bus perhaps you might be on facebook that, that and is you true, can yeah. find us on your phone while you're on the go yes they have many social media apps social media nowadays. i think the internet is going to be massive <laughs> yeah i've no, always I, said it you really are a, a futurist it's yeah uh, it's incredible yeah the internet's gonna be huge uh a final thing i was gonna say final bit of housekeeping before we get into the meat of it is is that we do have hashtags oh yes uh, i remember hashtag show called love and hashtag show called hate if you would like to share topics for discussion on the tweets also by all means support us on our patreon and get oh, access oh, to oh, oh look at this oh. look at this commercial right in microaggressions show which you can't hear anywhere else that is true and uh, i believe uh it's only a dollar it's only a dollar a month. Okay. You won't even notice that money leave your account, and you'll get access to a whole other episode. I am Secret not a patron to Big Punch Studios, and therefore have not heard these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very good point, actually. Yes, I should maybe uh, share those with you. Um, yeah. So speaking as <laughs> he said uncertainly. Yeah. So speaking as frequent champagne drinkers that we are. Oh yeah. Well, just just pay us. You won't even notice. We can't afford it, yeah. the champagne unless you stop. Yeah. How, how are we going to drink champagne if nobody gives us money? <laughs> well, I'm getting down to brass tacks. How? How's uh, how's everyone's week been? Pretty good, actually. Fine. Snowy. Yeah. It's been a, yes, been a lot of that, snow. That is true, yeah. yeah. Uh, just kind of testing the water, going ahead. Oh. Are we all going to talk about snow this episode, or do we have actual I'm not. I'm not talking about snow. I'm not talking about snow. That was good. No, no, I'm not talking all about right, snow. Okay. No, it's wonderful. No. Maybe we should have discussed this before we started recording. But no, it's, it's, spo- it's spontaneous. Actually, yeah. Degree. Oh. We can talk about snow now. To, yeah. we we're spontaneously t- planning what we're about to say. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've had snow. It's been... Snowy. It's pretty much gone now. It's been very cold. I got to work from home on Friday, Ooh. which was, which was lovely. Yeah. Tweet. Uh, wrestling with all manner of technological problems. It wasn't a treat for me, because I'm always working at home, and now suddenly you're in the mix. Yeah, yeah. So, that's oh. a nightmare. Yeah. Had, had to put your trousers on for once. Exactly, yeah. 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 We didn't have to. Oh, well, my. The podcast can't capture my suggestive nodding <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think it captured the awkward silence that ensued. <laughs> well, uh, what happened to you, Rayman? Oh well, I'll I'll come on to this a bit later. Oh, in detail. Oh, I see. Um, in short, just to summarise what happened, I got trapped in my own bathroom for a number of hours. Oh wow! I will come back to that later. Yeah. Okay. We'll put we'll put a pin in that for now. I suppose. Um, Well, how do we how do we want to dive in? Does anyone have a hate they'd like to bring to the table? I'd be happy to kick kick kickstart us. You saw half introduced us. Go for it. 
Okay. Dive in. Well, this isn't to do with that. What, oh, okay. what I've just said, oh, that will come later. Oh, oh I see. You'll, you'll be fine. Chuggers is my oh, hate. Oh, there we go. right. So yeah. I've been storing this one up for a while and I've decided now is the time to unleash it. For those of you who don't know what chuggers are, you probably do. Charity muggers. Uh, so these are people in the street with clipboards pretending to be your friends <sighs> and just wanting your money. Or worse, coming to your house... Or, even worse than that, approaching you at Glastonbury where you've paid £250 to get in, not to be lectured by Greenpeace. Yes. I hate them. Oh, I see. I... Just to summarise, I, I don't I like being approached in the street by strangers, or even friends, frankly. Question. I'd rather nobody came up to me in the street. Have they... <laughs> uh, didn't they ban them? From well, I still see centers. them in, in Cheltenham High Street. Yeah, 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 if they have banned them, then there's a lot of people doing it. Uh, I saw them just the other day. Because I also, like, the chugging... It's also like the chugging noise at their little... Oh, they're uh, not allowed to shake oh, their money uh, yes, thing. Uh, yes, money. That apparently true, yeah. that counts as busking. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a different licence. I guess it would be, yeah. yeah. And you need to get a busking licence. But too. I don't like so, how they just come up to you in the street and I'm like, I'm clearly trying to avoid you. Yeah. I realise this is the nature of your job. I yes. understand that. But just don't. Just leave, uh, don't break stride is my tactic. Yeah, no, Don't I break stride. Do. But that's a horrible thing is when they can see you coming. Yeah, and, and they and lock eyes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 yeah. And they, but, they stray towards you, and you're like, oh, this is it now, and I'm going to have to have the awkward exchange of me just going, no, I'm not interested, thank you, which is my default phrase that I, I just went not. I always go, not today, thanks. Oh, right. I pretend I'm in a bad mood, which often I am. Sometimes I'll pretend to be on the phone. Yeah. See, that would be funny if your phone then started ringing. <laughs> <laughs> you had mid-conversation. <laughs> oh! Oh, no. I think... I, I think oh, it's okay, it's Greenpeace on the phone. I think you kind of hit upon it when you said that, like... You appreciate that it's their job, but and it's that thing where like when 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 they they've locked eyes at you and you're heading that yeah. way and they're kind of like you know what's coming and you're like and you can see it and you're like you're gonna start the song and dance yeah I'm gonna do the whole kind of oh sorry mate I'm busy avoiding we know we know where this is going I'm, I yeah. think what really annoys me about it because I again I understand it's their job but I think what really annoys me is that they will start their spiel because I have mm. when I was younger I used to stop and I'm, I, I never didn't know how to exactly I was not, too awkward yeah. and, and, and and you know felt like I I owed them something yeah. so they always start with it's only gonna be a couple of minutes and we're not asking you for money and both of those are lies. Both of those are untrue, yeah. 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 Because it's always going to last. Their, their spiel alone takes about four minutes. Then there's the awkward conversation of me trying to go, well, I don't really have any money to spare. Oh, well, how much are you willing to give? Oh, well, I could really only give 50p. Well, 50p is good. Here's a form. And it's like, we're already at 10 minutes at this point. Yeah. Coupled with the fact that you are asking me for money now. So, you know, mm. don't lie. Don't barefaced lie. Just just own it. Just walk up to someone and go, I'm going to ask you for some money. Do you want to give any? No, fine. Move on. We well, see, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Because they cracked down on it when it was like. Just give us some money. Just give us some money. And it's like, you can understand how that was almost aggressive. Like the way That's the thing. Like it, is, it, gets, it becomes quite aggressive. And do I look vulnerable to that? Is my sort of deep-seated insecurity? I think, I've always do, thought, I, do I look like the kind of person who would go, oh, all right then, yeah, I will give you some money. Because I, I won't. You, you look vulnerable in a friendly sort of way. I've noticed they always target people who they think are like, they could be chummy with. Yeah. yeah. So if you're walking along and you've got like a cool baseball cap on, or if you've got a t-shirt with Jurassic Park logo on it, yeah, or something, yeah. that's going to be a hook. Mm. And so they're going to be like, hey, buddy, hey, 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 we're, we're like-minded, like hipster dudes, millennial chaps. Uh, let's have a chat about something that you're inevitably going to want to support because we're the same kind of people. So we're vulnerable in that sense. Mm. But also it's like, it's how could you... How could you not care? This, but you know, this is why. Exactly but that, that's the that's the line they go down. That's be, what's really yeah. shit. This is the example I was coming to because I was at Glastonbury a few years ago, yeah. and Greenpeace are the official charity of 
Glastonbury. Yeah, they love Glastonbury. They love it. They've, and they've got a big stand and all this stand the other there. <laughs> and then me and my cohorts who were there, we were approached by a young woman who started talking to us about Greenpeace. Yeah. And we sort of played along. It was like, oh yeah, great, 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 great. And then... Love Green. And then it got quite aggressive. Like, so you don't care about our planet? Yeah. And it's like... Well, no, that's not what I said. And I actually said to her, oh, that's an aggressive question. Yeah. I went, oh, I don't know if you should be asking that. That's a very leading question you're asking there. She eventually left us alone. But I don't want to pay 250 quid or whatever it is to get into Glastonbury now to be then asked for money. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I've spent so much money to be here. Especially as you take a certain amount of cash to Glastonbury, which yeah. never lasts, incidentally. No. But, and then you have to go queue up at an ATM, which inevitably has a massive queue or runs out of cash or whatever. And it's like, I need this money for booze. Like, really bad. I really need it. Like, cider and, and the odd, like, burrito or something. Like, that's the only way I'm going to get through this weekend alive. I can't give this money to your bullshit cause. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, if, if they're super, like, say they're, in that instance, like, they're getting super aggressive, mm. they're kind of arguing with you. The end, like, what's the end yeah, state? What, yeah, like, yeah. If, if, they, if they stood there and said, I'm not leaving until I bring Chris, Chris Ray around to my way of thinking. Mm. But if they. Not going to happen, by the way. <laughs> You are a rock. You cannot be moved. But it's like, if they whittle you down, rock. the end Chris state rock. is not that you go, my God, you've shattered my worldview. I'm going yeah. to join Greenpeace. Yeah. The end state is, they get money off you. Mm. Like, that's... And but worse, a reluctant money. Yeah. Like, they're stealing, basically. But the other one is, if it isn't like your money, they want your, your data. They want your sweet data. They want, my, they want yeah, your, your name and your uh, I'm not so bothered about address. that, I guess. Because yeah. I can always unsubscribe to some bollocks. I don't mind that, per se. But they never, they, I've never never. I've never encountered one that seems to want just that. They always want some money as well. Yeah. I, to be honest, I haven't spoken to one for a good few years. So well, that's true. I, I just keep right. walking. Yeah. I think it's where... And this is the thing where... this I do actually feel quite strongly about this. Because you, you almost want to say... It's not that we're heartless. It's not that we kind of like. I think, I think you're really, made. You're made to feel that way. Though, it's aren't really you? unfair yeah. to operate like that, though. Oh yeah, because it, because it's like undoubtedly it's a really good cause. Yeah, and I, I but, as much as I flippantly said bullshit cause then go, I, I don't mean that obviously. No, but I, I mean it, it, just all these people in general. Because it's the way they sell it. You've got to hope that they're doing something worthwhile. Like if you're just someone going down the road, going, "Hey, I, I really like new double glazing on my house. You know, can you uh, kind of just help <laughs> me out with it?" Running a Kickstarter see, for their new front yeah, door. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. But if someone's like, you know, oh, you know, we really want to help this terrible illness. You know, we really want to find a cure. And you're like, well, you know, how, how is that? You know, of course I see that that is an immensely valuable yeah. thing. But the difference is, right now, I'm kind of being held hostage yeah. by your really good intentions. And if I say no, that makes me a bad person. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a social contract here. You're but that's how they that's how they get people. It. Undoubtedly, yeah. that's how they get people. But also, yeah. like, what's their final end state? Because let's say it in their eyes is a hundred percent crime that you, after hearing their spiel, wouldn't give them money. Okay, so following that argument, if I talk to seventeen people in a day, all of whom operate on that mm-hmm. same principle, I'll have no money left, and mm. then I'll die. Yes. Is that what you want? Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, but, it, like, regardless of the fact that that's a very extreme example, and I'm not going to talk to 17 people, and I'd never give up all my money, like, if they're willing to believe it on their level, then they have to believe it for all the others. And there are so many good causes out there that I, Nick Angel, cannot single-handedly prop them all up. No, no, because you... I can't. No, because it's like, the world is... There are problems with the world. We yeah. can all agree yeah, that. that is true. It's yes. shit. But also, it, it shouldn't... The weight of the world shouldn't rest on the shoulders of any one person. No. So, yeah, as you say, like, if you walk down the road and you gave every chugger the time of day, you'd be bankrupt by the end of the road. Yeah. And, 
and the world wouldn't be a better place because it wouldn't have solved. As it currently stands, not to be like braggy, but I have direct debit set up for three charities that I pay into every month. The the ones that I've chosen that I want to support with my money. Yeah. I feel like, like if everyone did that and they all chose their specific charities, then, you know, or even just one, you know, then, then, then we're okay. I understand that the charity is doing its best to try and like pull people together or whatever, but geez. And sometimes like, if it's in the moment, like it used to, um, back when we were younger, I'm pointing at Chris Ray. Hi. Yeah, hello. Hi. <laughs> and he's here today. Uh, we used to go drinking in uh, a pub in Gloucester. The Regal. I remember it. started out. Good God. Massive. Oh, it's a beautiful establishment. But massive. It used to be a uh, cinema. Yeah, so it was oh, really nice. big interior. And you would occasionally get, like, charity people going from table to table mm. with a little bucket. Yes. Really? And it's like, but in that instance, you kind of don't mind because it's like, it's like that kind of, it's all about the moment. And they're like, right now, could you spare like uh, 10, yeah. 20p? And you're like, yeah, giving change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but that's the thing, yeah. That that's probably more successful. You think, wouldn't I, you? I would like to think yeah. so, and I, I don't mind that if if someone's like, if, and sometimes it's quite a personal cause. It's like my niece needs an operation or something like yeah. that, and it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I can I can give you a quid, I can spare that, that's yeah. fine, but don't come up to me and expect me to, as you say, prop up your organisation having just approached me in the street, yeah, because they or at my house. God, God, the it, house is the worst. When, coming to my house is there a yeah, law against that there should be why why are they coming to my house when we uh, again when we lived together I'm pointing mm. at oh Chris Frank hi just exclude me it's fine uh, who <laughs> <laughs> right. oh my god there's a third guy here oh, <laughs> I love you guys <laughs> oh it's so funny but when we lived together in uh, the house of trouser with two other of our good friends mm. a guy came by the door right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're going to tell the story that I have in mind, but I'll tell it if uh, you don't. Well, I'm thinking of a guy came to the door quite late on a... a yeah, well, you tell you say what you're going to say. Uh, well, I, I, this is how I remember it anyway, but a guy came to the door who's quite late. Uh, it was quite late in the day. It was dark outside. He just kind of knocks on the door and he said, like, oh, I'm here. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to collect money for uh, chari- some kind of charity. It was, it was an illness one, I think. It was pretty, you know, and you're obviously like, oh, that's terrible. But like... And that thing where, like, he kind of, like, says, oh, I'm, he's got, like, ID. Yeah. And holds up. And yeah. It's like, that doesn't like, mean anything to me. It's like a picture of him and some writing. I'm like, I don't know what the official ID of your <laughs> organisation or the National Chuggers Association looks like. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But he just wouldn't take no for an answer. Mm. Are you, are we thinking no, this saying? is this. I'm thinking of something different. Oh, because I remember that... Um, I have, I've got two funny stories about oh, Chuggers actually. from that house. But our good friend James Eastwood went mm. to the door and... Uh, who who can you know stand his ground if he wants to? And, I've seen uh, him stand his ground. Yeah, and they and just kind of going back and forth for ages on the door and just basically saying, "We are not going to give any money," and the guy just not taking no for an yeah. answer. It was really bad. God, he had the bit between his teeth. I'm thinking of two different ones. One was when I answered the door. I was the unfortunate sod who answered the door, Ugh. and the guy goes, "Oh hi, hi, I'm here for," and it was a charity to do with exotic diseases. Or an exotic disease. I can't remember what it oh, was. Oh, so not as boring diseases. No, and he goes, <laughs> he gives me the spiel about, oh, oh, it's for uh, illnesses that are picked up in these countries. Have you ever been anywhere exotic? And I went, what? <laughs> Have I ever been to these places that you've just said are full of disease on holiday? I was like, why are you asking me that? Why is that relevant? Why are you trying to ask me something like that? It so was so you, weird. You look, you look sickly. Are you yeah, right? it was like, yeah. oh, it was like, oh, I'm here for diseases in like Costa Rica, and I was like, have you ever been anywhere nice? What is this your way why of trying asking to like, that? like win me over? Do you have malaria? And it was just weird. And I went, I'm not going to give you any money. Just shut the door. 
And the other one is uh, same house. Richard Holton answered the door and was asked if his mum and dad were in. (laughs) (laughs) We were like 24, 25. And he went, oh, oh, hi, hi, buddy. Are your mum or dad in? And I I was in the lounge. I just burst out laughing. (laughs) And he he just went, no, no, I live here with friends. Oh, students, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you're not getting And we weren't students. We were working full-time jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Just... um, on, on on discussion of tropical diseases. Oh, uh, oh I, I, I was once in a waiting in. I think I was at like a, at a doctor's or something, and I was waiting in like a reception area. And I didn't have this. wasn't I was not the one with tropical disease. Oh, that's. But cool. I was chatting with like the receptionist, and she said something. <coughs> like, she said something like her husband had been. Uh, he said her husband had uh, had been somewhere, and he'd been taking uh, anti-malaria. Oh, tablets. sure. And there's various brands you can get. I've taken them in the past when I've been abroad, and. Some are better than others. Like there's one which is really bad because you only have to take like one, say, a week. I'm right. exaggerating, but the risk is that it can cause like really crazy hallucinations. You can get like really crazy fevers, and 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 we'd gone for the one which was more kind of middle of the road where you had to take one every day, <laughs> and you had to take it for like a month before you went and a month afterwards. Oh god, okay. So that was a pain, yeah. but you didn't have any like weird side effects. Oh, fine. So she was telling the story about how her husband had had to take uh, these these pills and he'd had a really bad reaction like he started hallucinating he started kind of like losing his mind on them and, you know and, it, and it, as this kind of like camaraderie I was going like wow yeah I mean what a rough deal I mean it'd almost be easier to get malaria you know like ju- <laughs> ob- ob- no but, but obviously obviously joking oh, I realised no. saying that but like obviously just we were it, it was it's sure. all about context like we were having a laugh about yeah. it and I said oh, it'd almost be almost be easier to have malaria and on a dive just turned and said no, it's a really serious disease. And I was like, I know. I know. <laughs> that's the joke. Yes. Uh, and this is why you don't joke with the public. And that's why I don't go to doctors. <laughs> that's why I don't leave that. Uh, so there you go. I think you're probably on the same page as me with that one. We are yes. on the same page. God, so how could you not be? That is, that is the worst. I hate cherry muggers. I think we may, we've touched on something similar in the past, just where if someone is being rude, say... Mm. By calling them on it occasionally, yeah. you're the bad guy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They only get away with that behaviour because nobody wants to be the person to... And that's what they capitalise on. So it's the yeah. idea of you you couldn't possibly go, fuck off, oh, to someone who's... That, that would be good. Family that would be good. monetization. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't possibly say that to someone who's asking for money to save puppies from incinerators. No, because you'd be an awful person. Yeah. But again, <laughs> they, they rely on everyone kind of just being nice and they get away with it. Yeah. Donate to worthy causes if you can. Oh, absolutely! But you don't yeah. have to. That's that's the message. That yeah. is the that is the message, and it's like it's your money and it's your life. And do what you want with your own money. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. I we bought toys the other week. Our own decisions. <laughs> yeah, I wish you hadn't said that. Yeah, in the no, oh, yeah. Yeah. charity. <laughs> move along. <laughs> move along. Move yeah. along. Uh, do, you, do you have a hate? I have a hate. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go for it. So Lay it out there. Mine is I hate it when people talk about adulting. Oh. So when people brag about doing something that they consider to be a grown-up thing to do, and they brag about it in such a way as to go, "Look at me! Look how grown up I am!" Adulting—that is a word. I've heard. I've heard the term adulting. So yes. sometimes they might post something like on their Instagram or something, and it'll be a picture of I don't know a form they filled in. Probably not, because that would be legal documentation. <laughs> but you know, or, or I don't know, like I'm doing some work a, on the porch. A summons. <laughs> 
Hey, hey. Subpoena. Another court appearance for not paying my child. Hashtag adulting. <laughs> Someone dressed as Batman on the side of the Buckingham Palace. I feel like adulting. That might be the opposite and therefore much funnier. But no, it's when they'll, they'll do something and they'll, they're so proud of the fact that they... That they, they're doing something that they consider to be a grown-up thing to do, mm. that they will then brag about it in the context of saying that they are grown-up. And they will do something like hashtag adult life or hashtag adulting. I was going to say, I, I get the impression this is a hashtag kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. I don't like the idea of someone saying, look how grown-up I am, hashtag YOLO. Yeah. yeah. But also the very, you. the very act of bragging about how grown-up you are is a not... really immature thing to do. Like, it's not grown-up at but all. No, but nobody like, no, or maybe I'm wrong, but it's always like really i'd imagine if people are bragging about it it'd be really kind of like textbooky kind of things oh god yes no yeah. absolutely so it's like it's like cooked a roast dinner yeah uh, hashtag adulting but no, one, <laughs> no but it's like 90 percent of it is just turning up like yeah. life like being an adult so nobody you don't like nobody hashtags oh man got up at quarter past six again and caught the train to work like bottom line is we're all Ch- child, children, child, children. Ch- child, Help me. children. <laughs> We're all childs. We're all idiots stumbling through life. None of us knows how we got to where we are, and we're lying about our competency in that field day to day. Yeah, no, like, nobody is. Everyone, everyone is aware of that. Or if they're not, they should. Like I'm telling you now, like no one is confident as they everyone else appears like you think you're the only one who is lying and faking your way through life it's okay everyone else is yeah no one no one i don't think ever becomes an adult i work with and you work with i know for a fact john um people who are just a day-to-day car crash and yet they are like in their early 50s and it's like how can how can this be possible and the answer is no one ever gets it no one ever gets their their, their like no. their grown-up badge you don't suddenly one night flick over and the next morning you're like i am a grown-up man you you never know what you're doing any day ever, and so so this this whole thing is a way to sort of pretend, and it's a lie, and we're all just idiots, and it's fine. It's that's fine. very it's very good. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Like I feel, but as as a kid, you sort of look, or as a toddler, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You look at an adult and think, oh, that's an adult. Yeah, they know they know what's going on. <laughs> we don't. But it's like they, with you, if you're a young person out there, we don't. We really don't. We, yeah, if you're listening now, we have no idea. But it's like there is some stuff that that we've had to learn about. You know, we're going through buying a house. I've learned a lot of stuff by doing that. Mm. You know, your day job, just showing up to work. It's kind yeah, of a big deal. Just, just every day, yeah. you you don't go. Oh, I don't want to go, and don't you you do you you show up. So there is a lot of mature stuff that you do. But I, despite all of that mature stuff that I do every day, just to get some money into the house, pay the bills, etc., I'm still a child. Mm-hmm. 100% through and through. I still love that toy run to Toys R Us just to bring that back. I think that's probably quite healthy, though. Yeah, I, don't get, I agree. I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, you know, hashtag adulting 24-7, and I'm like, just cooking nothing but roast dinners. <laughs> I don't even... It's Tuesday, John, you've gone mad. John, please. Stop. Please put the fork down. John, stop forcing it into a lunchbox. <laughs> taking it to work. It's just like, it isn't... I mean, like... If you could define being an adult, it's probably, it's just getting stuff done. Yeah. I, I think at most, like, it's just kind of no. But I don't think we need to say, like, I don't, like, like you said, I don't think we need to define that as being an adult. It's just being a person. Yeah, there's no there's Being no a person is yeah. a balance between doing just enough mature stuff to make sure your life carries on, you don't starve to death and, and live on the streets. Th- that, coupled with being an idiot. That's mm. life. <laughs> that's, that's the whole package. 
You, you are just mature and boring enough to get the things done that allow you to be an idiot. That's it. End of. No one's an adult. I think it's weird how <laughs> I've always equated age with oh, wisdom. wisdom yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this idea that like if I, I'm only just starting to get over it, but if I meet <laughs> anyone older than me, I always have this assumption that they are further, yes, just so yeah. much further along mentally and like and you know. Yet. And about the people you work yeah, with, John. I, no, well, it's astonishing. Like, I, I have, I have met a lot of people who are like, "How do you function? Like, this is incredible." You're 20 years further down the line than me in your yeah. life, and yet I am propping you up day to day at work. Yeah, I guess it also means we should give younger people an easier time because mm. they might depends which which bit of them. I, I mean, the, the the amount of a person that is an idiot is greater when they're younger. Than when they're old. Yes. I'll admit that the, 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 the size of idiocy, the, the, the ratio of idiot to functionality in life shifts over life, over, over your life. And you become, maybe as a kid, you're 100% idiot. And then maybe at the age of 20, you're sort of like 90% idiot. Yes, <laughs> and then pretty much. And at 30, you sort of suddenly flick to maybe like 75% idiot. I think I'm at about 75% idiot. There's a 25% chunk of me that handles all the serious stuff. But, I, can, I can be serious when I need to be, but I don't enjoy it. No. <laughs> That's where I'm I won't I'm go at. out of my well, way to chase it, and I won't shout yeah. about it with a fucking hashtag. But also, yeah. it's like, it's, you're, you're a homeowner. Thank Chris you. Ray. It's like, you, you, you have a, you have yeah, a thanks, home. You, thanks. You, you've been doing that for a while, and it's like... Four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a long time. But that hasn't made you any less of an idiot. No, exactly. I mean that in the nice Well, I, I, I got locked in my bathroom not three days ago. <laughs> three days hence. When did you... Have you ever had a point where you felt... Maybe it didn't change your life going forward, but at the moment you felt, oh, I am an adult. Like, was there ever like a... I think... No, actually, categorically, no. Yeah. I don't I think, think I've, I've had, had a, an epiphany, so to speak, about it. I think I... I've had moments where I've been like, oh my God, I'm doing something that I honestly didn't think I'd ever be capable of. Yeah. Such as buying a house. That was one for me. Like, I honestly didn't know how I would ever be in a position to do that because I consider myself such a child and such an idiot. I think like even three, four years ago, if you'd asked me, are you ready to buy a house now and try and take that big step? I would have been, I just know, like, I just couldn't have pictured myself. It seems to me the biggest it. life lesson I've learned growing up is you're never ever ready for those things. They come at a time that you can't possibly prepare for. And even if you tried to, they would still come at a time that you weren't prepared to, hmm. to do them. Like Learn it's, it's by what, doing. It's what they say about having kids. Like you, you're never ready. So you may as well just have them when you want them. Like, you won't save up enough money. You'll never be financially 100% completely secure and ready for a child or ready for a house or ready for a pet or anything. Yeah. You've just got to go for it if you want it and everything else will work out. You'll work it out. What's really weird is that I often joke that like I can barely look after myself. <laughs> and I, I do not feel I'd be any way qualified to look after a, a child. Yeah. And I think back and I'm, I'm like, what, 31 now? <laughs> well remembered. <laughs> yeah. Because I can count because I'm an adult. And it's like... I can't imagine of I personally for me, I can't imagine like having had a kid at the age of like twenty. No, that or seems something. insane. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean I was I'd probably go as far as to say I was ninety five percent idiot when I was twenty one. Like I, I was, think that's gotta just be the innate state of being twenty one. I wasn't much more than a teenager. No. I mean, looking back, I was such a greenhorn. A what? Yeah. I just wheeled that one out. A greenhorn. A green a, I don't know what that means. That's rubbish that's rubbish no phrase talk. for just like noob. Oh, no, what? Really? Are That's we going to a... focus on this? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I want to get to the bottom of that. That's a thing. I don't know what the, the etymology of it is, but it's like an Americanism. Like, oh, he's such a greenhorn. Greenhorn. Yeah. Maybe it's like rhinos 
young rhinos' horns oh, are green yeah, when they're yeah. growing on trees before yes. they drop off. Yes. Well, rhinos are half tree, aren't they? Yeah, mostly. Because yeah. they look like they made a bark. Yeah, no, it's fine. Done. So there we go, nailed that one. Good evening. Um, I once was in a supermarket. Oh. And I was shopping. Were you? Yes, indeed. God. Hashtag what adulting. What are you shopping for, John? I can't. I think Most that's. Most stuff. I think Goods and services, <laughs> yeah. I think that's irrelevant, but I remember. Um, oh, good. No. <laughs> I felt the only moment where I felt like an adult, and it was only for a second, is when. Good. There was a mom with her little kid, mm. and they were just walking past us. And she said, "Like, oh, just um, yes. you know, move out the man's way." And I was like, "Which man? Yeah, where, where is he? Yeah. She means me." I'm like, "Oh God, there's a man oh, here. No. I need an adult." Yes, that's yeah. a very good example, actually. And I think I've I've had a, a moment like that before, where it's like, "Oh, I'm being referred to as a man." When you're called like sir, yeah, someone calls you sir, and I sort of you sort of look behind you. Can I help you, sir? Yeah, you can't like. And what's... it's like, who, who are you speaking to? You're looking at me, but you can't be speaking. It's like to that me. thing when you're looking at like a young probably teenage 16 17 in his first job behind the counter of say a coffee shop or something and you look at him and you're thinking he's like my people he's like my age yeah and yeah like hello friend. fellow young people i'm double his age actually he's not my people at all he's yeah. using like half the words he's using i don't know <laughs> one of them is leet i think we're, <laughs> i think we're definitely getting to the point now where i feel we're starting to be behind the curve yes. now oh of yeah like, of yeah. like pop that pop, but I don't want this conversation, which is beginning now. I don't want this to stray into the exact territory that I said was my hate, which is oh look how grown up we are. No, we can be behind the wave. That's fine. Yeah, but we're still not adults. Okay, that is, that is true. Yeah, we're just kind of slightly out of touch, overgrown children. And really. even if yeah, exactly, yeah. we're just getting more and more out of touch. But we're still children. We're children. We're the children of our childhood. Just older. That's what we are. Yes. And I think even if you do think in your head, oh my God, I'm an adult now, don't brag about it. Don't don't hashtag it. I think the true adult, if you, the truly adult stuff is other things you don't think about. Yeah. Surely. That has to be it. Like you We know. all do them. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, go out of our way to secure our lives, get a mortgage, well, no, that's just that's just life. Don't yeah. just don't bang on about it. Yeah. There's more interesting stuff about your life that makes you who you are than the stuff that everyone does. Like, we all do that stuff. And it's fine. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, why not shout? Don't define yourself by the really boring, everyday domestic shit that everyone else does. Because that's, that doesn't make you stand out or look special. Tell me about the, the comic you're drawing. Tell me about the toys you bought from Toys R Us. Tell me about the, the silly art that you got for your, the wall. You know, that sort of stuff is, is what makes you you. Not the fact that you cooked a roast dinner on Sunday and that you bought a house. Everyone's doing that. And, or, do what Rayman does and cook pork mm. in Coke. Or apple oh, yeah. juice. That's funky and weird. Or did apple that, juice. Yeah, did that with ham. Yeah. I had some of that. Posh ham and egg and chips. Ham. When's I, the next one of those? Well, I'm cooking a ham today. Oh. Hashtag oh. adulting. Oh, I hate you. No, I actually am. Um, that's not that interesting. Oh, cool. Well, right. it was very delicious, though. Thank you. Yeah, yeah very, 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 very kind. Rant over. That was a good rant. Thanks. Well, I guess I'm I guess I agree. Now, my, my, my hate is a little uh, obscure, but I'm going to try and explain it as... Autobiograph. I can't say autobiographical raps. I was going to say autobiographies <laughs> or um, biographies. That's the word. Autobiographies with twee titles. Okay. Go such as such as She's such a writer. Hate. Okay, no, no. <laughs> this is this is like just kind of browse like you're in Tesco's and there's like books by the counter, which oh, oddly sure. enough there are in the local one by the station, or you know you're just kind of like by the news agents, and it's like there's a there's a book. And it will be like beloved TV presenter or, you know, beloved actor. Mm. Uh, kind of like in the later years, and it's maybe volume 
three of like their their biography. <laughs> Who's been following that series? Uh, but it was, <laughs> but it was, yeah. And also, that's a, that's a side note. How do you get three volumes out of it? Like, surely twenty five years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> X Factor yeah. contestant. Harry Styles, volume seven. What your your first. Your first biography takes you from birth to the age of 65. <laughs> and then, like, what happened in the last year since I wrote my biography? I died. But, uh, no, it's, anyway, and it'll be, it'll be like, so picture it. It's, it's a hardback, it's a headshot yep. of oh, your, yeah. your favourite actor. Front on, just staring right out. National you. treasure. Pams and Clement. Kind of smiling in, like, a kind of benevolent, godlike manner. Oh, yeah. Like, remember me? And it will, and it will, but the title will be something like, I don't know, Brown shoes on Tuesday, or something like that, or uh, it will be like, um, oh, 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 my personal, the real worst one is where like they're talking to someone, so it's like, ain't it hard, mom? Yeah, the collected memories of you know, yeah, in quotes, (laughs) what happened to Clement? Yes, yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) But I don't like fruitcake, (laughs) and it's just, it's always just, it's annoying because it's always just harking. To take care, lambs on road. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> harking to this over sentimentalized version of a twee rural life that probably didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like colloquializing your trivial bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, just, I get it. Yeah, mm. and or it'll be uh you know uh, a, a pocket full of shillings and a slap on the arse yes. or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. And I don't know if that's better or worse than um, two-story terrace house, or it's like <laughs> that's just a two up, two down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, that's okay. That's maybe in the middle ground. What if it's just like my story? Or you don't like that either. Memories. So you don't like random ones, and you just don't like it. my autobiography. Yeah, because because every every <laughs> my every biography John Locke's is just autobiography. my story. <laughs> a John Locke story. I don't know, but, but is that the is that the thing though? Do you, if you have like a catchphrase, does it need to become the title of your biography? Yours or? would be called "Life to the Afterlife." No, oh. that's rubbish. No, I don't like it. Would it would be um, when Jack Fortune was murdered. <laughs> he arrived to an afterlife in chaos <laughs> and proceeded to take it over like a business. <laughs> Cracked. <laughs> cracked bloody record for John <laughs> But actually, even that is horrible. Like I yeah. hate that. Like yeah. cracked bloody record. And then that's like underneath the John Locke story. It's like, I just, oh, just, fuck, just I call care. it. I, all I want from an autobiography is like, just put their name. Just you know, John Locke, the autobiography. Yeah, like, I don't need like, it, like, yeah. All it is is it's a pithy, pointless title that adds nothing, but also takes away nothing. It's, it's like totally neutral. Yeah, we're coming to it because of who that person is. And we want to know about their life. Yeah. And also, do me a favour. Come up with a more interesting cover. <laughs> Please. I do not need yet another, like, mid-shot of a, a, an actor wearing a, a Tyler shirt with one hand yeah. on the elbow and kind of I'm stroking like, I'm their like chin. I'm like one of you. <laughs> or wearing a sweater. You know, or that one where, like, they're leaning on their hand. Yeah. Going, mm. there is, they are very, very similar. Oh, and it's just going... It's just gurning. It's just this big... Shit-eating speaking, smile. Speaking of those, those crappy covers, who's that guy who judges Bake Off? Hollywood, Paul yeah, Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. There's a there's a recipe book I think of his, which is like him on the front cover, just yeah. just staring out in that exact piercing. same sort of piercing way. And there's like flour in the air. Yes. Oh so it's yeah, been thrown. I yeah, saw I've that. that. But if you look inside the book, on the inside back cover spread is all the rejected images that didn't make the cover. It's actually really funny because <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard to get because they were just throwing flour yeah. and like half of them are hitting him in the side of the face, <laughs> and then some of them are just out of shot and they didn't quite make it in. And so it's just loads and loads of like like Plan B. And then they had Plan A, which is the one that made it on the front, which was actually the shittest. Hilarious. Uh, 
I know that one shot you're talking about of Paul Hollywood. Yeah, is it, is it one where he's kind of like smiling again benevolently, but he's like holding up his hand and there's flower pouring down? Yeah. Or... Maybe. I thought I know the flower one coming about. from the side. Or maybe it's a different... Might... Maybe I'm thinking of Mary Berry. Maybe someone's throwing flower at Mary Berry. Was Paul Hollywood for... Yeah, yeah, he was off camera. Sounds like the kind of thing he would do. Yeah, monster. Allegedly. I um, donation. I read a biography of David Bowie, yeah. which was really good. You like Bowie? Because... I do, it's, it's true. But it wasn't written from his perspective, obviously. It was just written by someone who'd researched his life. And I was like, oh, oh that's a very, that was a very good book. Mm. And then, after David Bowie sadly passed away, uh, I picked up another book about Bowie, and it's it was really bad. Really? Yeah. It was written like a weird kind of like beat poem in a weird way. It was like... I, 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 I could only get like a couple of chapters in, because I'm like, oh. this is telling me nothing. Oh, really? You know, and uh, between chapters, it would have like... These interstitials where it would just be like, Bowie is an inverted diamond spinning backwards through time. Oh, you know, you know, endlessly reborn and and born only again. Bowie gets away with saying stuff like yeah, that. It's like, no, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's like no, yeah, you can't, you can't have that. Don't step to Bowie. You, know, <laughs> you can't do this right now. Yeah. So, and I think uh, I, I. This, what were the covers like to those? And what were they called? Uh, I'm trying to remember actually the first one was a proper piece of like rock journalism it was just like a, photo, mm. a grainy black and white photo of him on stage and it was just like David Bowie the the untold story or yeah, something see, like that's that fine. Yeah. it's not too bad it wasn't too bad there was um, the thing that kind of brought this hate to mind was I was in uh, the uh, kind of uh, airport kind of news agency oh, yes. kind of thing coming back from the, uh, the honeymoon and um, they had like the third biography of um, I think it was like a Aussie rock singer the guy he's in like cold chisel i can't remember his name he's in that weird oh um, the, the screaming guy the screaming cowboy guy from that yeah. weird uh song that came out last year <laughs> oh, I a bell? No, no not you've really probably seen it it's like it's been memefied to death but um he and it was and it was something like because he'd grown up in glasgow it of course was tapping into that super twee thing which i mentioned which annoyed me so much jimmy barnes jimmy barnes jimmy barnes Did yeah you see it there or yeah, I know, it just suddenly reminded me. Yeah, Jimmy Barnes. Oh, but it was okay. a classic thing, because it's like, he lived his entire life in Australia, but because he'd grown up in Glasgow, he couldn't escape the fact that, like, he had to name volume three of his biography was something like, oh, it ain't half cold, Mom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the, Jimmy, the Jimmy Barnes story. Oh, it ain't know? half cold, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, nailed it. Duh. I agree. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah, no, we're all on the same I'm page, trying to think though. what mine would be called now. In my mind, I'm thinking, what would I call my autobiography? Anyway, we can, let's let's let's, let's not sit here in silence. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna, yeah. Maybe okay. maybe our listeners can come up with ideas for us. Yes, perhaps oh. post our titles to our autobiographies. Just put it on Facebook or Twitter. We, we can mock up some covers. <laughs> we'll mock up. Yeah, we'll mock up some covers. Not sure I own enough jumpers to look uh, <laughs> to look woolly and non-threatening enough on the cover. Anyway. Speaking of listeners, um, I have one here from Imogen, who says, I hate public speakers, lecturers, etc., who have dull voices. Why are they not more self-aware? Question mark, explanation mark. Well, I... um... I think that I think she has a point. Like, I think being a teacher or a public speaker, or you have an obligation to not just deliver the information, but to deliver it well yeah. and engagingly. And if you don't, then you're, you're half your job you're not doing. Thinking back to my time at uni, there's definitely... And you, you don't you don't want to tar academics with the same brush. There's some very good academics. There's some, you know, not, not very good academics. But it was like, 
some of them don't like students. You know, no. at, like, did you get into this business? That's the thing. They maybe got into like, it's like, hey, I want to work at this university and it's great because I'll get like a research grant and I can do all the science stuff I want. But the flip side of, of that is that you have you are required to teach for like several hours a week and that's just like not their bag. They're not interested. Mm. The, what, to be fair, the lecturers I remember are the ones who were funny yeah. and told who were a bit off the wall. There's, there's two I remember off the top of my head, which was one lecturer introduced, like starting his lecture with going, Google, fucking Google. And we just always remember that. That's how he started his lecture one week. <laughs> did, uh, did, you, did you have any lecturers who came in with a guitar over their shoulder? Mm. And like leather, leather there was a guy on, who uh... was the dad of one of the kooks. Was one oh, of my lecturers, I think. A sh- that's a shame. And he told a story about how he woke up in like two days before this lecture. He woke up on a railway platform, and he was cutting sick out of his hair with nail scissors. <laughs> and he told us this story, and he was like, "What? How does this relate to sports journalism? I don't need to know about this. It could be like rock and roll journalism. Yeah, but you remember I... things like that. That's it's true. If you're, you're sort of monotone and boring, then you're not that memorable, are you? I had um, an illustration tutor who would always—he was always just a bit inappropriate. And he was always like commenting on like the sexuality and things. So like one one of our like students drew like a worm like character, and he was like, "That's a bit phallic, isn't it?" And we're like, "No, it's a worm, you weirdo." <laughs> and then it, it transpired that one of his biggest illustration gigs that kind of put him on the map as an illustrator was he illustrated uh, a version of the Kama Sutra. Oh my! So it all started falling into place after that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally yeah. and physically. It's like you. I mean, someone shows him like a landscape painting. Goes, oh, it's a bit. A bit phallic, isn't it? Like, no. <laughs> and you, you look back at him. He's just looking at his phone. Oh, what was this? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? I had. Uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned like the teachers you remember. I had a. Uh, we had a, a cover teacher uh, for English back in GCSE, and I can't remember his name. And he was only there for like a few weeks, right at the end of our time doing the subjects. And he was really good because he he didn't teach like he didn't he never stuck to like the teaching plan, and he just kind of inspired us he was just like he would he would have cool. been like a movie like, yeah, it yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those movies like uh, the supply teacher yeah or the best days of our lives <laughs> you know you know that'll go into another biography but then but then i remember like on the last day he said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do any teaching today i'm just gonna tell you a story and for an hour he just talked and told this story about a friend of his who had a lot of troubles in life and kind of like been on a lot of medication and all this kind of stuff and just kind of like all these kind of wacky stories about how they got him out of hospital and we all went drinking and uh. you know and then wheeled him back to hospital again and it was just like this big wacky thing and we're all just sitting there like in utter like kind of wrapped kind of like um uh, like a, oh my god like you know this this is amazing and and then the bell goes and uh, and before he finishes the story and he's like uh, okay well off he goes <laughs> and we're like no and we're like but, but, but what what happened to him you're like how, what, how, what was the big ending you were building up to he's like Oh yeah, he uh, he uh, he killed himself. And okay, off you go. And uh, we're like, <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Bye then. <laughs> nice yeah, to meet you. Always remember that though. There yeah. you go, Pete. You remember off the wall people. Uh, changing, changing direction entirely. <laughs> Ned Newbury says, "I hate how expensive Lego is." Um... Yeah. Owning the Millennium Falcon will only be the privilege of rich kids and hardcore collectors. Also, that I don't have anyone to do a toy run with. Oh, Ned. Oh, Ned. Oh, Ned. Oh, Ned. Well, we do. If we said a constellation, Ned, we wouldn't have invited you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, of course, Ned. But, oddly enough, on our toy run, we did see uh, a big Lego 
Death, Death Star. Star. We did indeed on display. Which was maybe what, like three foot across or something? Two foot maybe? Two maybe, foot, maybe maybe two foot. Two yeah. foot, yeah. I can sympathise with Ned because I was going to get some Lego in my in, with our what's our budget again? 15, Twer- 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 quid. And and like even the smallest kit would have used most of that money up. It's very expensive for what it is, Lego. Yeah. yeah. I agree that it's cool. When I'm looking at your um, Civil War airport thing at the moment, John. Um, yes. Which is very nice. And I like it. It looks Thank very you. nice. Well, but I bet it was bastard expensive. Well, uh, that was uh, a birthday present. Like well, all right, not for you present. then, but someone. But, but I know what you mean, though. It is, like, because as a kid, like, Lego was, like, the greatest yeah. toy I had. Like, I, I loved it so much. But they are getting more elaborate and more yeah. kind of... I have, a, I have a Lego set from Christmas I'm still to build, actually. So that'll be good. What is that of? That is of The Phantom Menace. It's oh. a fight at the end of The Phantom Menace. With the pit. And With the pit, Wars. exactly that, yeah. Um, so I've got some Lego sets, but yeah, it is it is expensive. I agree. I worry that it might be kind of like... Uh, what is it the... Oh, there's a word for it. Like uh, They've come up with an acronym for adults who love Lego. Careful. Adult Is it adult fan of Lego or something? Yeah. Affle. Affle. Adult fan of Lego. Yeah, that's a thing, yeah. See, I'm, I'm taking issue with it slightly. Going back to my hey, just back to Lego. It's okay. <laughs> but it's the idea that like there are older people than kids. I know. Yeah. I get it. No, I get no, it. no, 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 no. But it, but it's like the idea that like because I'm 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 kind of among those people. Like I love Lego, and because I'm not being an adult, yes. I own Lego. Thanks, John. And in fact, I intend to display Lego. Oh, you, you're you're displaying it very the nicely. There's yeah. some Antman stuff over there as well. Antman. But I, but I do. Dean Antman. I do wonder if like young John nowadays. Would wouldn't be able to kind of get into it because it is it is a bit like they are becoming prohibitively more, expensive, more kind of luxury items mm. as it as it were. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I agree with that. It's it's great stuff, Lego, but it is damn expensive, especially the popular brands like Marvel and Star Wars and what have you. Yeah, remember seeing a show about um, adult fans of Lego? Is oh, it's it good. Like it's on little... it's on it's on the uh, More Four app if you're interested. Oh. Behind behind the scenes at Lego, it's really interesting. I think I've seen that as well. Yeah, actually. yeah, really, yeah. And there's like a guy who was trying to set up like a super high end luxury Lego magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a, like, and it looked like like super, a sort of yeah, like a sort of indie kind of yeah. but, but glossy. And yeah. It was if a, you're interested, people out there, Ned, for example, ch- uh, more for app just. Put in Lego. There's a few shows now. Yeah, we're not it's interesting. Spo- not sponsored. By Hashtag not a sponsor. God, if we were sponsored by sponsored by Span- Lego, Span- we could afford all the Lego we wanted. <laughs> if we were sponsored by Marfa, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get sponsored by anyone because I can't speak. But yeah, there we go. That's the hates for now. Okay. No, there's, there's, I don't think that we got some loves. Well, we got... I know that. Um... What about uh, what about our boy Gibbo? Cause... That's a love. Gibbo sends us love. <gasps> That's true. Gibbo, um, I'm so sorry. Underneath Imi's post about um, oh, I look at the comments. speakers, Stephen says, true story, once at a networking event where a bunch of venture capitalists were presenting to a load of freelancers in the creative industries. Um, oh, he was once at one of these. Imagine a reverse Dragon's Den and all but one of these people were terrible presenters. One guy told us we could find his organisation by Googling their initials, which happened to be A-R-T. <laughs> so you'd just be Googling art. I don't really know where to... No. Where to begin on that? Uh, you would not find that company. That is yeah. astonishing. This is good. This is good. Wait, this, this is good is audio. Great, this yeah. we're just reading. We're just reading one. the Facebook comments. <laughs> yeah, 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 killing us, Nick. Really entertaining. Yeah. Give us um, a love, anyway. What yeah. my one? Yeah. Oh, all right then. This is, this well, having it, yeah. Nick having said about adulting, oh, no. I'm oh, gonna no. I'm gonna sort of oh, no. flirt oh, with that idea a bit oh, God. and say when you do it because I'm notoriously shit at DIY. 
Um, and this all relates to the bathroom door breaking. I fixed the bathroom door, and I like it when something goes to plan in that regard, in terms of a DIY project. Sure. That's so, fine. Yeah. I got locked in the bathroom, as I may have mentioned earlier on this podcast, three days ago, because the handle was working, but the latch wasn't coming back in with it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I could not open the door. So, uh, quick question. The door had problems. You fixed it, and then... No, 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 no. This, no. I, I, there was no problem with the door, oh, the door up until fine. this getting trapped incident, in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, the incident. And I had to... The dog was in with me as well, uh, so I gave her a toilet roll to play with. And there was toilet roll all over the floor. A lot of mess. Yes, it did. <laughs> Two hours later, I'm still there, trying to use any implement I can find in the bathroom to prise the door open. I ended up finding some nail scissors and was able to prise the door open just enough that I could just yank it so back did, in. Did it destroy the... The mechanism inside, I basically ripped out wow. by the end. Um, and then I ripped up the plates off the, the door. Using your Hulk line. Using my, using my brawn. Um, so was there any indication that it was going this way didn't no catch? not Did at it all add? not at all it just randomly happened and i could not i couldn't open the door you pull the handle when working so can we say a hundred percent for certain that liz didn't booby trap pull the... i don't think we can say that for certain no, no i mean <laughs> she's not here to defend herself now just to clarify this is the second time in your life that this is the second time this has happened a, to me it happened toilet. when i lived at my mum's house because most young people do live with their parents Indeed. Um, the lock fell out of the toilet door while I was in there and I was home alone I don't know why I locked it anyway um, and I was locked in there for four hours like, there was no way of getting out and so they were at the NEC event and this isn't like this isn't like oh you're locked in the bathroom I can have a lie down this is like my mum's it's just a toilet yeah it's just a box they're yeah. uncomfortable spaces to be in if you don't want to be in there to do some biz yeah having said that I did fall asleep <laughs> I sort of hugged the toilet and fell asleep. I seem to remember you saying, like, didn't you read, like, the bleach bottles? For yeah, I read all the ingredients on the bleach. That would have taken maybe three minutes. Yeah. Maybe and I, I counted the tiles on the ceiling. <laughs> I was counting all the... Because they're quite small tiles. So I was counting them. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. And then they got back four hours later and I went, hello, I'm in the bathroom. And they were me. like, okay. No, I'm trapped oh, no. in the toilet. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm wasting away in here. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I fixed the door today. Me and Liz fixed the door. Oh, bravo. DIY-wise. So I was quite pleased with that because Nick knows my DIY skills are shit. We talked about it previously when I tried to drill a hole in my wall. Yes. On the one where you were away. I don't really have a high ground. Here no. Because I did drill I into my I gas think mine. I mentioned your story. Yes. That yeah, that was uh, somewhat terrifying. Oh, with the gas, yes. Yeah, that wasn't good. But things like that, because I, yeah, I'm just terrible at DIY, and I was quite pleased to be able to fix that without having, without having to call in a handyman, which I assumed I would. I too am, am terrible at DIY. Like, it just, just, just that's the end of it, really. I, uh, I've put up a shelf or two yeah. in my life. There you go. Uh, one of which fell on my head. <laughs> uh, that does not there really are big cracks in that wall there. Genuinely, I'm pointing to a wall in the study now where there are two <laughs> jagged holes in the wall. Where uh... <laughs> My proudest DIY moment, which does not paint me as uh, adult in any possible light, was when we dug Ali's old Mega Drive out. And uh, nice. plugged it into the TV. It didn't work. Oh. So I subsequently took it to pieces and like sort of noticed some corrosion, brushed it with a toothbrush, tried various other things, put it all back together, plugged it in, and it worked. Nice. I was like, I fixed a Mega Drive. Well, you and I had a moment of success in oh, the last yeah. couple of days. Because, of course, we had like a load of snow, we had a massive cold mm. snap, and we've all kind of just been holed up in... In the, in the big bunch of towers with like you know snow everywhere and the, and the boiler stopped uh, working oh no yeah. nightmare like you know that we, is a we nightmare. know how this story 
plays out. Like, the moment it gets cold, the boiler stops working. Yeah. So we tried resetting it. Didn't help. It's still got a red light flashing. The house is really cold. <laughs> and Nick, you got like a... My friend, like, had... Uh, I sort of posted, like, my like woes in our sort of little chat that we have with my mates back here, back from home. And someone linked me to uh, a potential solution, which was basically uh, a boiler company saying on Facebook, look, loads of people are complaining their boilers are broken. It's probably not broken. It's probably just this little uh, fix. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I mean, as long and short of it was, there's like a pipe going mm. outside the house from the boiler. And right. that's kind of like any condensation drain out. Yeah. And uh, they reckoned it might be frozen. Okay. So we, we got like thinking this is not going to work. This is never going to work. It never works. It never works so in the real world. This won't be our problem. This will be. So yeah. we, we got, we uh, boiled the kettle, poured it kind of yeah. down the pipe and you hear like some kind of cracking and we're like, did we imagine that? Yeah. Is that real? And then we pour another kettle on and like whack-a-mole or like a, firstly, like a, like a clippo ice cream. Yeah. A massive tube of ice oh, just really? slides out <laughs> of the And it sort of rests against the edge of the drain. So it stops. So we smash it off and then another tube goes. Uh-huh. And then we smash that off. And it just kept coming. Really? Smashing yeah. these cylinders like of ice off. Meet a long oh, cylinder right. of ice kind so of So that was it. Yeah. And then we, and then we turned it back it. on and it's like, we Happy felt days. incredible. We fixed, see, there you go. Fixing things, I suppose, is what I'm getting to. Fixing things. Fixing that feeling when you fix something. Yeah. And you feel good about it. It is a good feeling because we've all been in a position where we've tried something or someone's given us advice and we've tried it and that wasn't the problem yeah. that we were facing. It was just like, ah, oh, there's never any point in when someone tells you, oh, it's probably this. It's never that. It's always something more serious. But in this case, it really wasn't. And you Wonderful. fixed your lock. And I fixed the, uh, fixed the door. Sweet. Well, I hope you never end up stuck in your So do I. It, it will happen again. I can almost guarantee it. I think now that it's happened twice, you need Yeah, it's going to happen a third trick. time. Yeah. What do you feel like you're living on borrowed time? Like it's only a matter <laughs> it's of It's only a matter of time before I get stuck in another it's, bathroom. It's coming yeah. for you, basically. Quick question How did Daisy cope? Well, I gave her two full toilet rolls and she just played with them. Yeah? You sacrificed Didn't seem I, I, No, she was fine. She was, she was just playing with them. I knew I knew she'd be happy with those, but had they not been there, I would have been in trouble. I think she probably thought it was a hell of an adventure. Yeah, like you know, a bit of time with you. She no, she just follows us to the bathroom, so it's fine. I don't bother kicking her out now. I can't be bothered. It's a waste of time that I could be spent peeing. Some people feel self-conscious about urinating. No, not really. No. My uh, <laughs> my brother has two cats, and their home is in the only toilet in that house. Yes. And their little beds are on a little shelf that's behind the cistern. Nice. So when you're going for a piss, you're just uh, like two cats are just like staring right into your eyes, just like what are you doing? See a little wiener there? <laughs> it's like the, cat, the cats aren't stupid. They must know that what you're doing is a direct challenge. You know, it's yeah. like you're marking territory in front of them. You sort of go in, and they're both just sat there, like sort of curled up, and they're supposed to look at you. It's like what's this then? Let's see. Let's see. What's this happening here? Out. Oh, he's going to go for a piss, is he? In That's our in our house. I know, like I know, like you say. Oh, you know, they're they're not people. It doesn't matter. But like, if a cat or a dog was watching me poo, I I feel <laughs> I feel like I'd lost some standing in the animal kingdom. I'd probably feel differently about a cat because a cat always looks like it's judging you. Yeah. Definitely. Whereas a dog's like, "What are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? Oh, look! Look at that! That's great!" <laughs> I once did a poo in the presence of a cat, and uh, it was great because the cat was looking at my face. And then I did a poo and it went splash into the water and it looked down. It's like, what's that? Brilliant. It's like, will you, will you respect me? <laughs> I'm the breadwinner for you. Do you still respect me? Wow. Uh, there we go. Well, that was delightful. Yeah. Bit of a segue there. What's, uh, what's your love? My love is a bit specific. 
it's a musical artist called Lewis Cole. Oh. Oh. Um, who I discovered through YouTube. He's a very, very talented, but also very silly man who plays sort of funk synthesizer. Nice. Um, but one of the coolest things about what he does is rather because there's a lot of like electronic music out there and it's all kind of uh, like sequences. So you like plan all the notes in advance and then you just sort of just press space bar and it plays by itself or arpeggiated, which is where you sort of like play a chord, but the synthesizer plays the rhythm of that tune. So you're not actually playing this complicated riff, like kind of funky stuff. You're not actually playing that. A computer's kind of playing it and you're just telling it the chords. He actually plays it. So he's got these incredibly mobile fingers and he plays sort of 80s electronic funk type stuff. But that sounds like a Mega Drive, like sort uh-huh. of hedgehog level. And then he will um, uh, sing very silly lyrics over the top. One of which is called, I don't want to check my bank account. He's afraid <laughs> of seeing how little money he has. And not only is he amazing, and I totally recommend like anyone listening to just go on YouTube, type in Lewis Cole, which is spelled L-O-U-I-S, Cole spelled as you'd expect, um, uh, and listen to some of his stuff. But he's playing a gig in Bristol in oh. a couple of weeks, and Ali and I are going to go see him. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So having literally just discovered him, Ali just went on a random like, oh, I wonder if he's playing. And he was, and he's, he's American as well, so the likelihood of him playing here was incredibly low. And he just happened to be playing in a couple of weeks, and we got tickets. Cracking. So it's going to be great. So, as we were talking in the last episode about how love could potentially be a recommendation, ah, we can tell yes, potential yes. listeners about stuff we've discovered. This was this was mine today. So it's probably going to be like a kind of smaller, more intimate kind of gig. Yeah, know? I think it's yeah. only like one or two hundred people, which is kind that'll of be cool. cool. Um, wow. That's, yeah, that's and he's got one. he's got a band who he's who are playing with him, so he's very much the sort of front man of it. Yeah, he's going to have some some chum. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll tell you how that was. That's, that's pretty badass. I mean, like yeah. uh, when I dragged you all along, Pictish like, Trail, Pictish Trail, see yeah. a very obscure gig like that was. Really enjoyed that actually going off the beaten track a little bit. Yeah, so. love a music recommendation. Yeah, Do because uh, you've shown me a I've forgotten his name already. Lewis, Lewis, Cole. Lewis Cole video. Does he favour torn off sleeves? <laughs> yes, I seem, he I seem he's got this very uh, again sort of eighties inspired dress sense, and he'll he'll often wear like what look like shell suit trousers, nice. um, and then like a shirt, but he'll rip off the sleeves <laughs> so, it, so it's like stops at his shoulders. Um, and one of his videos, he's wearing a McDonald's employee shirt, but he's ripped the sleeves <laughs> off that. So it's like a black polo shirt with a yellow M on it. And no sleeves. He looks the bomb. Just uh, just speaking of fast food, very quickly. Oh. You know uh, how uh, KFC ran out of chicken? I, I recall. Have they not now also run out of gravy? That's not a joke. What? I heard there was now a gravy shortage. How, like, like they're not very good at this. Yeah, it's like, they? it's like they're brand new. It's like they've never... <laughs> no it's a bit of a PR disaster. There's this new fast food joint, and it's called KFC. Uh, but it's not very good yet. No. It's like no one has sold spiced chicken before in the UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good they, for them, um, anyway. Did you see the ad that they put out to apologise? It was oh, very no, clever. I seen that. So they reorganised the letters of KFC right. to make FCK. Right. And it was as if they just sort of like, fuck! Screwed yeah. it. And so it was like a picture of an empty chicken bucket with just fuck written on it. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> that is, that fair, is good. Fair play to them for Someone's getting that. a promotion for that. Well, whatever agency came up with that deserves a, deserves a pat on the back and a kiss. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Promote that man. What's your love, John? Well, my love, Nick, is also a kind of recommendation. Oh, look at this. I uh, treated myself yesterday to a video game. Oh, my. A, a video game. What have we started? Because <laughs> uh, I haven't played anything in a while. I don't right. think they're going to catch on video games. No, no, no. Yeah. Not like the internet. You can no. do a lot of things on computers these days. <laughs> they have, oh, they have the internet on computers now. <laughs> play games. But no, this is a game called Super Hot. Or to, Super. Give, it its pro- <laughs> to give it its proper title, Super Hot. 
What what format is this game on? Uh, you can system. play it on the on the PC, but a VR version has been brought out for. Oh. Uh, I, I think there's a PS4. PS4, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the gimmick is that it is a first-person shooter. Mm. However, uh, it's a very inventive one in that you are navigating a very simple environment just made of like white shapes. Right. So it's like an office. Sure. But there's no colour like or texture or anything like that. It's like here's a here's a weird little block that looks a bit like a computer. Gotcha. And you're fighting an like a, an endless onslaught of red men. Right. Made of like they look like they're made of like red crystal. Okay. So it's very striking. So everything's white. Style. And then you've got like these red stylized crystal men who come at you. Right. But objects are black. So there's only three colours in, oh, in the whole game. Okay. So it's very easily colour coded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any weapon, so they have pistols, they have shotguns, they have uh, like uh, machine guns, mm. uh, and they also have like samurai swords and baseball bats. Oh. So it's like a random assortment of what they're wielding. And occasionally there's like objects on the side. There might be like a spanner or like <laughs> in the lab there's like a microscope or it's like a, a phone or a fire extinguisher. And the idea is that, and the big gimmick is that time only moves mm. when you're moving. Okay. So I got, you, I got, I'm with you. If you scan perfectly still, time freezes. Or it doesn't entirely freeze. It goes very slow. Stuff moves like a yeah, really, Snail's really pace. slow clip. Okay. So uh, some levels open, and it just goes, go. And suddenly there's like a gun in your head, uh, like uh, pointing right at you. and But it's not moving as such. Yeah, it's just kind of like frozen. And you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Because if I... Uh, and it's like, it, it, it like back, like a... Uh, it fires, but it yeah, happens yeah. really slowly. Yeah. So this bullet's kind of like moving through the air. You're like, oh god, what do I do? Like, because if I step forward, it's gonna shoot me. Yeah. So you have to like step to the side, right? And, and the bullet accelerates then. Yeah. And it's a really and probably like the most fun mechanic is like uh, there's no ammo in the game. You can't mm. reload. So uh, like a pistol only has four shots. Okay, in it. and you got a shotgun only has three. And it's got this great mechanic where you can throw your weapon. Uh-huh. And the thing I love doing the most is that if you're running at someone, you can chuck your gun through the air hits them in the head they fall backwards and their gun goes flying out of the air ah, and of course you can you catch it free you can catch it in mid-air <laughs> so nice. and I, I was playing it yesterday and uh, you were in the room as well and I said um, this is alright but I think just like I'm going to play it in like short bursts like I, I, I played it for like half an hour and I'm good I'm and going to come back three hours later <laughs> this morning I realised I had a problem because like, <laughs> I, I got up and started playing it and I finished the main campaign and I've unlocked endless mode mm. so it's just an oh. endless sea of men coming at you and it's just like <laughs> title of your autobiography <laughs> title of the episode I and I was like I'm saying to Lucy, like, I have a problem. This is so much fun. I cannot stop. <laughs> Please help me. There's no Send good. help. And, like, and every time you die, you just tap a button and you're right back into it. You just, it's See, that's en- good. endlessly yeah. replayable. There's no kind of delay. And when you finish a level, mm. if you're not playing endless mode, like if you make it through and it's more like, it's less like a shooter and more like kind of chess Right. Because it's not like bang, bang, bang. You've got like, oh, stop. Uh, okay, strategic. see what you this do. This guy's yeah. coming. Tactical. Oh, and then I'll look over my shoulder, but turning my head makes time move a bit. So if I turn my head, oh, God, there's a oh, guy there's a bullet right hit. behind oh, okay. me. Oh, and you also gave me the ability later on to swap bodies. Sure. Why <laughs> so, wouldn't you? So you can kind of like, it's like a charge up. You can't do it time and time again. But you could be like, oh, you, you walk into a room and you're being like, oh, no, bang. Oh, catch the gun. Throw that gun. Pick up this object. Catch it. And you're, you're being really cool. 
And then, like, this guy steps really around. Cool. And very, cool. very cool. And this guy kind of fires at you. You can see the bullets come towards you. And you're like, oh, there's no way I'm getting out of this. And, like, they're going to be on me in seconds. So then you can swap into that guy's uh... body. So you jump. And then he's now in your body. And then the bullets kind of um, kill him, destroy him. Nice. It's so are you really... one of the red crystal men as well? Yes, then? basically, right. yeah. yeah. So you're completely interchangeable. And it's just so much fun. Cool. And... Uh, yeah, I would, I would massively recommend Sounds it. Sounds terrific. What's the name of it again? John? Super hot. Super hot. Very and, good. There you are. And after you complete Not a, a level, sponsor. so you do your, you do a level in slow motion, and then when you finish the level, it plays you see it. Oh, the okay. whole thing. So you feel like an action oh, hero. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't cool. know that. And, it, and then it is like you're like John Wick, basically. Yeah. You're just like oh bang, bang impossibly you know, reacting, doing all this yeah. incredible stuff. Uh-huh. It's addictive. I'm thinking about it now. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go play it. Cool. Well, there you go. Wonderful. That's a, that's a recommendation. That's another one. Should we do some uh, listener some loves? loves. Yep. I've got some here. Raymond's got the love. I've got the love. The love letters. Uh, Imogen again says, I absolutely love it when you give way to another driver. And rather than thanking you with the normal palm forward hand gesture, they give you a big fat thumbs up. I never spread this joy to anyone else though. Wouldn't want to look stupid. And she's written stupid in capital letters. Huh. So that is emphatic. So you're saying you love it when people give you the thumbs up, but you don't want to look stupid by, by giving re- a thumbs up to first. someone else. Yeah. My brother mm. replies to this and says, I occasionally give a good solid thumbs up for the very reason that I think the other driver will be pleased with receiving a thumb rather than a palm. Mm. And then he sort of adds, basically, you need to give way to me. Yeah. So he's saying... Constantly. He's advertising his uh, complimentary thumbs up situation. Mm. Well, this is sort of spinning the head on one we discussed recently about um, road safety escorts. Indeed, which was very entertaining. Thank you. Cool, yeah. um, and people not thanking you at all are bastards. Yeah. But I appreciate yeah. I appreciate a good thumbs up, yeah, <laughs> as much as the next guy. I think like <laughs> whatever that means. Your own time, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I've been way over my head. <laughs> Help! I think, I think the thing like that worries me about it is like it's almost like we're all in this. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Nick's giving me the thumbs up now. It's lovely. Oh, and another one is oh, oh, oh no. no turned it, I turned it into a swear. It's the idea that like I don't want to make too much eye contact. Maybe this is the British training in me coming through, where I'm like. No, it's like we're all just trapped in this misery that is driving. <laughs> you know? I, it's like, I, so I feel like if I if I give you a thumbs up, then suddenly now we're now we're trapped in this contract where I'm like, oh yeah. no, how much more do I have to do? Like because I've I've engaged friendship mode now, mm. yeah. so it's like is there expe- now there will be expectations. Oh. Whereas if I can remain an NPC in your life and just do a sort of like really easily forgettable gesture. Then you won't. I won't feel the need. You won't feel the need to take this any further. It's like is there a greater terror than <laughs> when you 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 pull up to uh, like a, a red light and you're waiting, and a car pulls up beside you. Oh, you nod and over. you turn and All right. Yep. Then you don't it's know like, what to do. Oh no! Can I just look away and pretend you don't exist anymore? Because you're not an NPC anymore. No, but what do you do? Because you, I do kind of like I look forward, like oh, okay, like nod, look forward, and then just do not deviate. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I cannot look back at them because if you maintain eye contact, you're both going to be like, yeah. But you can't talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where do you, there's the nowhere most, else to go. The most probably, awkward exchange ever. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to kind of get across on a podcast. But you know, you're like you'll point at the light and go. Yeah, shrug. Yeah. Am I right? Am I yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. It's, it's kind of like the whole like when you you see someone who isn't a close friend, 
is his acquaintance and you, you're walking past him in the street and there's that moment of, is anyone going to stop? Because if either one of us stop, then we're going to be stuck in a very awkward yeah. exchange because I've got nothing to say to you and you should know, you should know that you have nothing to say to me either. So don't stop out of politeness. Let's just make this work. Hi, and it's carry like on. when you say goodbye to someone and oh, then yeah, it, and you, you walk in the same direction <laughs> and it's like, oh no. I, you're bringing back, I'm getting like these horrible kind of like uh, repressed trauma flashes now. Of When I was at uni in the second year, whenever we walked to into uni in the morning, we had to cross this big car park. And every day without fail, there was this one parking attendant. But he was always at the far end of the car park wearing a high-vis jacket. So as we round the corner, we have to walk in a dead straight line towards him. He can, you know, he yeah. sees us coming the whole way for like two minutes, <laughs> and you just like, hey, like you nod at him, like, and again, oh no, sir. oh god, oh no, sir, and you're getting closer, you're like, and then just when you're right next to him, you go, good morning, and then you kind of <laughs> carry on. Just the worst. It's so painful. Yeah. You've just been building to that moment because, of course, we saw him every day. You would just go, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's in that build-up where you're like, I can see him. What do I do? I know I'm within, or like I'm within shouting distance, but I don't want to shout, "Hello, <laughs> you know, hello, Dave." <laughs> I, I, I know it's bad. We were talking about putting together a sort of genealogy of hates and how they all relate together. And I yeah. feel like we've just stumbled on a whole family there, yeah. which are like awkward exchanges. Yes, and yeah. some of them are glances, some of them are like where you actually speak to it. Sometimes like it's that that age old thing of when you finish talking to someone and you just say the the worst sign off ever. Like I remember when I was a lot, <laughs> I was a lot older. Um, and I met one of my high school teachers in town and I was like, I was in my twenties. So, you know, to all intents and purposes, I was now a functioning human being in society. Right. Yeah. And so I was doing my very best to make the, this teacher aware of that. Like, look how great I'm doing. You know, I'm a normal, <laughs> I'm a normal person. And then he was like, uh, great to see you, Nick. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why did I say thanks? I'm like, oh God, just the worst. And I still, I still, that still haunts me today. Did you, uh, did you call him sir? I think well, I did as well. Yeah, 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 well, yeah it's yeah. just to do that. You yeah. sort of feel like you have to, don't you, really? I think, like, when, when we were in primary school, mm. it was like you call them just Mr. or Miss. Like, you yeah. never said sir. You say, like. No, it was secondary school. Oh, thank you, Mr. Jones. Yeah. And then when we went to secondary school, it was always sir. Yeah. yeah. And what did you call. What did you call the female teachers? Miss. 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 There we yeah. go, yeah. yeah. And then we, I remember, like, when I'd been in secondary school for a couple of years having to stop by the old primary school for whatever reason. Mm. And as I was kind of waiting, I think... Like, oh, God, what did I call you? Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. saw like, one of my old teachers, like, hello, sir. He's like, oh. Sir that, now, yeah, nice I think I had yeah. that once. Yeah. I yeah. think that's okay, though, because I think that's a sort of, like, um, sort of leftover vestige of respect. It's like, you brought me up through through my years of, of learning. I'm going to continue to refer to you as sir, because you... It's kind of like being the president of the United States, and then when you retire, you're still the president. It's like that. Yeah. I think. Mr. You've earned that. Mr. Are they always Mr. President or like Sir or Yeah, I think Mr. President. They're always Mr. President. People still call Bill Clinton Mr. President. If you weren't on first example, what if that was just his nickname? Yeah, (laughs) before he became president. Uh, Yeah, but no, it's a very good point. Whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What was the point? Oh, it was um, something to do with traffic. Yeah. Um, Thumbs up. Simon Puggleton IV Drip says, um, "Love grammar." Although I think the grammar should have a capital G. Uh, <laughs> reduplication. What? He's put love, colon, grammar. 
I would say the grammar should have a capital no, T. No, no, I reckon that's correct. That's still, that's still in the same sentence. Reduplication in linguistics is when you repeat a word, sometimes with an altered consonant, brackets, lovey-dovey, fuddy-duddy, nitty-gritty, uh, yes. and sometimes with an altered vowel, bish-bash-bosh, ding-dang-dong. If there are three words, then the order has to go I-A-O. If there are two words, then the first is I, and the second is either A or O. You know, I'd never thought oh, about that. such an interesting point. You see, yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of those things where everything you just said sounds terrifying. Mm. But when you think about it, I'm like, yeah, actually, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Fair fine. Fun. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy a good grammar. Timey, timey-wimey. Timey-wimey. So we've got Philip Gibbs. Gibbo. Gibbo. The Gibbon. He says, uh, hello, I just listened to the episode and once again, it was incredibly enjoyable. Oh, thanks. Thank, thanks. Thank thanks. You, just read out that compliment. I had to read that bit out. I have not had a good week. Oh, Phil. Oh, sorry, Phil. Oh, sorry, Gibbo. Phil. We're here for you, Phil. And to relax, sometimes I try to compose some music. Wow. Very that's, good. That's very... Cool. Uh, so far, the music hasn't gone too well, but there is one aspect that irritates me particularly. Oh, this is a hate. I thought we thought this was a love. Oh, I thought this was a love. I thought it was a hate. Let's say oh, it's, oh, it's a love that's turned into a hate. Oh, you, you and vice versa. all that. You laughed, didn't you? Um, anyway. We'll read it anyway. This might be the most obscure hate so far on the show. That standard, that the standard Sibelius baritone sax sound. I'm glad you're taking this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, his hate is the standard Sibelius baritone sax sound. I hate that. I do hate that. As a clarinetist slash saxophonist, I like to compose the instruments I know well, which is rather difficult whenever I listen back to whatever I've just written and I hear the musical equivalent of hammers hitting a wall <laughs> attacking my ears. Oh, well, Phil, I, th- I think I speak for everyone when I say we've all been there. We've all, oh, we've yeah, all been there. Um, my only knowledge of Sibelius is that it is a music writing software, and I believe my brother had to use it when he did his A-level music. I remember messing around with it at school because my friend was doing uh, A-level music, which I wasn't doing, but he had to write and make stuff in Sibelius. And sometimes I'd sit with him in the music IT room because we had a music IT room. Oh. Um, Rarified air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would try and compose like like crappy versions of like Papa Roach songs in, in Sibelius. <laughs> Classic. They, they sounded very bad. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel I'm discovering a whole new side of you. This is amazing. I wish I'd saved them so I could play them to you. My greatest achievement in music is being discouraged from taking up the clarinet. <laughs> Really? Yeah, they told me not to at school. Ooh, please wow. don't. They just went, no, don't. I was like, all right then. My that mem- is that's <laughs> awful. My memory of music at secondary school it was it. It was pretty awful, if I recall. I think it was just like they're they're stuck they're stuck with the issues. How do you engage like 30, 14 year olds who just yeah. will not care? So we had to do really kind of inane. I always stuff. saw music yeah. as a DOS lesson. Yeah, yeah. it was. It really was. Yeah. Which is a shame because it should be. I, mean, I, I love it now. Yeah, you know, like messing around and, and composing the odd thing. But like back then, it was it was just let's let's just fuck it. I remember like in year seven, so as I was starting secondary school, the first music challenge we ever had to do was you had to take a Christmas carol, right, and rewrite the tune. Whoa. Okay. So it was like you keep the lyrics and everything. Oh god, they were bad though. <laughs> so I, I think I think we did the Holly and the Ivy, which is just like a really bad. Carols. Anyway, where would you go with that? Yeah, but it is a bad carol actually. It's really like harsh. And they are all full grown. something, and then we'll do a moan. Yeah, yes. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's miserable. And and of course, like they they say you they they would say things. The teachers would go like, so think about like if the song goes up, why not try going 
down instead. And as they just meant it like a throwaway suggestion, but of but course everyone just did that because you have no imagination at that yeah. age. No, like yeah. you have no idea what to do. But also, the teacher has given you a frame of reference for success in this task, which is do what she just said. Yeah. So I will then, because that's the only way I'm going to get an A. So everyone's just like the Harley. Oh Ray. yeah, I do remember. Oh and it's just like it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. It's all flooding back to me now you've just said that. I seem to remember we had to record them on like cassette tape as well. Yeah. Yeah. God, those were the days, eh? The John Locke story. (laughs) Those were the days. Those eh? were the days, yeah. Uh, I've one here from Ned Newbury. Ned. Ned, come on down. Neddy, who says. Love that you guys are going on a toy run. Oh, Me too. Oh, Ned. And How Echo Chris's love of about? Black Series Lando from Solo. Yes, it does look very good. When did you mention that? In a couple of episodes ago. Well, I was Perhaps. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have any thoughts now you'd like to share on the Black Series Lando? On yeah. that? It, no, it does look cool. Mm. Yeah. I had a look. I agree. When I saw Ned post this comment, I then went and looked it up because mm. I did not know what he was talking about. And it looks really good. It does. But I think the, I think the movie Solo will be an absolute clusterfuck. I'm going to go see it. I will go see it, but I think it will be a car crash. I feel I'd like to say that I'm not going to see it, but I think I probably will see it. I don't feel like this is one that we shouldn't go because it's going to offend us. I don't care. I, I just don't care about it. it. It will be a movie and I'm sure there, bits of it will be fun. And that's they're not overhyping it. No. This movie, which I think is probably sensible. I think that's kind of where I am though, because I I just do not, I, I I don't care, and I don't want to take away from people who do, but I really just don't care massively about it. But at the same time, I doubt it will be terrible. That's so. How I, see, I don't not care. You don't not yes. I I like I I don't have any strong feelings about it. I can I kind of want to go see it. I'm more curious than not caring. If it was still Lord and Miller. That, well, that'd be I would be very much on board because mm. the, they I mean, yeah, are the pre- amazing yeah. writers and directors. But it's kind of fascinating when you hear like they've reshot so much of this movie. About ninety percent, apparently, yeah. which is like un- unheard of. Well, they've replaced one of the characters with a different actor. What? Really? There was a guy I can't remember the guy's name who was originally the character, but Paul Bettany took it over. Whoa. It was a black actor, and Paul Bettany took it over the role. Why? Really because the guy couldn't do the reshoots, I think. It just wasn't the original amazing. guy. He's just yeah. not in it now. So he's just not in the movie. That really sucks. And his character's now been recast. Like, imagine wow. being so excited to be cast in a big Star Wars movie, and then for nothing that is your fault, they do reshoots, and now you're not in it. Yeah. And yet you've done all the work. I mean, I'm sure they paid him. But oh, I'm sure he's well For an paid. actor like that, you'd be excited about being in the film and seeing yeah. yourself on the screen, and he won't even be there. I wonder if that, if that footage will ever... No, no we'll chance. He'll be locked in a safe under the Skywalker Disney Ranch, watch. probably. Will he be locked in the George Lucas salt mines, which yeah. is where he keeps a lot of his... Where he keeps the original I trilogy. You were what? No, uh, he has some salt mines. Yeah, because it's so dry in there, it's really good for storing uh, film stock. That is. That is a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So probably the original trilogy's in there, because that's never going to be released <laughs> as it was. Oh, George. George. Um, so there, yeah, there you go. Well, um, George Lucas came on set and directed a scene of Solo. Yes, that is. I heard that in the original cut or the new. I think the cut. new one because he's friends with Ron Howard. Yeah. Yes. Well, Ron Howard did um, a film called Willow for Lucasfilm back in the eighties. Yes. So, if you recall, um, Warwick Davis was the yes. star of it. For for fact. Yeah. Um, one last one from Andrew Stevens. Come on, Andrew. Stevo. Take us home, Andrew. One thing I secretly love and find hilarious is the things people do say. Sorry, to stop themselves swearing, whether it be in front of a tiny child or when it's not appropriate. 
I have someone at work almost say fucker at work the other day, and instead she ended up saying fuck, get me not. <laughs> nice. That is good. It was pretty funny and oddly satisfying. That is good. I love. Sorry, I just. That's just ne- that's never not funny. Yeah. No. Forget me not. You forget me. You could have even just when you said fucker, you could have just left the story there. Like, yeah. You know, that's just amusing. I'm, I'm like that. Yeah, because I have I have two young nieces, so I. I'm quite a swearer when I need, when I need to be. No, but yeah, it's true. Um, so I find myself saying other words just because I suddenly realise what I'm about to say. I uh, once worked in a Starbucks in Calgary oh. in Canada, and it was a relatively quiet afternoon, which was a blessing because it was normally like super busy, and uh, we only had one customer at the counter, and my manager was serving them, and in the background I'm just kind of moving bottles and clean, doing some cleaning up and stuff. <laughs> And remember, I opened the cupboard, bent down into the sink, and then stood up and <sighs> smashed, oh. smashed my head into the open cupboard door. At, like, really hard. Like, powerfully hard. God. And it just shot out of my mouth. Shit biscuits. <laughs> and I, I, I have no idea. It's not even a thing I say on a daily basis. I just went, shit biscuits! And just kind of, like, collapsed on the floor. And, like, and nobody kind of... Batted an eyelid. It didn't help me. I no, 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 yeah. kind of looked at me. He <laughs> just looked at you and went, prick. I'd have been too busy laughing. The thing is, we, 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 our, our landlady slash friend who we were staying with was a nurse and she reckoned I did actually have mild concussion no. because I was so sleepy afterwards. Ooh. I just wanted to lie down. It is a good one, that one. That is a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example now. I think it's probably similar when you bash your toe or bash your head or something. I think it's and a there's si- someone around. I think it's a sign of how comfortable you are in your workplace with your colleagues and how well you know the lay of the land. As mm. to where you stand on swearing, because yeah. it's like you know, like for the first couple of years of my job, you know, it was like a like a choir boy, like never, never <laughs> kind of swore at all. Now you're like, fuck, piss, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a lot of like, Jesus Christ, you know, which I think just kind of like sums up the general kind of demeanour of our team. Or just like, <laughs> fuck's sake, it's just kind of like muttering under our breath. Mm. Anyway, wonderful, great stuff. Well, what do we think? Love or hate? Um, I personally reckon love. Really? Yeah, no, the loves. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna angle for hate this time actually. <gasps> I'll, I'll go hate because oh. that's that's my natural avenue. Oh, yeah, I've known you longer. But I, I, I appreciate that love. Yeah, I appreciate that love. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, was fine. Uh, you, you, <laughs> our loves were were dominated by recommendations. They were adequate. Which, although hopefully our fans will listen and enjoy those recommendations. Uh, I think pure hot-blooded hatred still prevailed. Yes. I feel, well, I did enjoy talking about our hates, but I feel we laughed more talking about our loves. Well, that may always be the case because it's a happier time, but we've got to be, we've got to be ration, rational. We, we have to stick to we've the got, Yeah, we've been, we, yeah. Can't, we can't let emotions get in the way. Yeah, here, exactly, John. John. The rigid airtight format of this show demands every <laughs> check, despite the fact we did a hate right at the end. Okay, we well, you know what hate it is then. Way, oh, we way. Oh, we are happy, definitely. Come no on. Emotion, no emotion. I love that you've chosen hate. Yes. Well, we should uh, do our airtight, rigid sign off oh yeah, yeah. Do um, every, uh... I'll do the backing hey. time to dance you've, you've been uh, you've been listening to the uh, hate. Smooth, hate the smooth hate, time hate hate hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate I'm John Nick and Chris have my co-host today thank you so much for listening everyone it's been kind of wonderful over there who else is gonna hate we'll see you next week <laughs>